I want it to be your real estate resource. Welcome to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated strictly to the subject of real estate. So what is Your Real Estate Resource? This is a weekly show where we're going to bring on local guests and resources from the real estate community um, that I personally know, that I trust, that I know that they're going to bring you guys honest answers. I'm Steve Ravithis, broker owner of Ravithis Realty. I've been uh, selling and managing agents for over a decade now, and I promise I am going to bring you the best talent that this marketplace has to offer. Today, we're fortunate enough to have Mike Briggs. Uh, Mike is a financial advisor at Horizon Investment uh, Management Group in Esau Meadow. Mm-hmm. Um, one heck of a bio here. We're going to go quick. You're a certified divorce financial analyst a certified financial fiduciary, uh, and through your business, you're able to help both individuals and families in any stage of life, whether it's college planning, buying a house, retirement planning, protecting your assets from nursing home expenses. You're the guy. I am the guy. I I am the guy. And it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, One of the most important times of someone's life, and their biggest asset really, is their house. So it's important that we talk about the appropriate financial decisions they make and make sure it's the right decision as I do with all my clients. Um, And before we get into it, I just want to say that we're giving very general um, advice and having a very general conversation. Everyone's situation is different. So please take that into account and focus uh, and talk to somebody um, based on your financial background. Sure. So, you know, we've had a a lender on the show. Okay. And and obviously going through that process is is a unique process for most people. But what about the bigger picture? Mm -hmm. How does somebody know when they're financially ready to buy a house? So one thing I ask everybody, and this is a great time of year to do this because it's the first quarter of the year and everyone's just kind of got through with their new year's resolutions and thing. And one thing I ask everybody all the time is, do you have a budget? Okay. Do you have a family budget? And more importantly, do you stick to that budget? Because people think, hey, yeah, we spend X amount of dollars on this. But when you actually put the pen to the paper, you find out that you spend far more than that. So when you start to add costs to a house to that, are you going to be able to to keep that inside a budget that's affordable? Uh, Do you have a steady job, right? A good paying job doesn't necessarily equal a steady job. So you're going to be into this house for hopefully 10 to 20 years, you want to make sure you have a job where you're going to have the income uh, to support that house. Are there any changes coming to your life? Um, This is a big factor when you think about buying a house and where to buy a house and if you should buy a house. Are you having children in the future? Are you getting married? Um, Do you have college debt that will be paid for soon? Those are different things you should really uh, think about when you look at the big picture of are you ready to buy a home? And lastly, do you have other debt? Do you have credit card debt that's stacked up? I mean, typically I recommend paying that down first to get that out of the way before you think about buying a home. So, I mean, you're, you're thinking, okay, I'm checking off some of the boxes. I think I'm ready. What about the decision between renting and then pulling the trigger and actually buying? So again, a lot of factors go into that, right? Um, I'm, I don't know if you've heard of Robert Schiller, Yale yeah. professor, um, won the Nobel Prize in 2013 for economics, one half of the Case-Shiller housing index. He says that when you factor in housing and a 20% down payment on a house, that renting beats buying 100 out of 100 times. Now, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but there are certainly factors that play into that. And one of his factors that he talks about is you can take that 20% down payment and invest it as opposed to you have very little upfront cost when you rent. Um, it's important to realize that buying a house, a primary house, is not an investment. 
Okay, a lot of times it gets sold as an investment. It's like when people sell life insurance as an investment. Uh, they're important. They're necessary. Um, they're great decisions in your life, but they're not necessarily an investment. They typically uh, escalate in value basically on pace with inflation, which one way to look at that is, hey, I lived in this house for 30 years, sold it for essentially what I paid for it. I live for free, right? That's not a bad thing. There's also an opportunity for people to buy houses and rent them out to other people. Sure. which is a great income source, which which we'll talk about more. Um, there's benefits of renting that you don't have a big down payment. If you think you're going to move or you don't have a job where you're going to be for 10 years, maybe think about renting before you make that big purchase on your house and really make sure you buy a house that's the right size for you. Yeah, It's probably the most important thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people making a mistake there with buying these McMansion properties that... Yeah, and I think that's where your advice comes into play far more than mine is you don't need that extra bedroom. Um, You don't need to be in this neighborhood if you don't have kids. And people tend to want to keep up with the Joneses that can have really dire consequences on their their whole financial picture long term. Yeah. What about an emotional decision rather than a logical one, right? So I get, you know, buying that first house might not be the best investment, right? Or maybe not even an investment, you know, from a true investment standpoint. Mm -hmm. But there's some emotional value that m- might go into it, right? You get to make some changes. You're going to make it your own. You're going to build some sweat equity into this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, your thoughts there? Oh, a ton of po- I mean, ton of positives to, to buy a house. I don't want it to yeah. sound like it's a, a negative thing. It's a great thing. Um, we're homeowners. We love it. And it's important to be in a community. And um, But your dream home, and you probably hear more, oh, this is my dream home. or Your dream home doesn't necessarily mean an affordable home. Sure. Right, and that's where I talk a lot about making an emotional decision. Are you buying a house based on some fantasy that you have, like my friends are in this neighborhood, it's it's close to a Starbucks, or whatever the case sure. is. I mean, your friends may have different jobs, your friends may have kids, your friends may need a school system. Uh, you don't necessarily need that stuff. So that's stuff to look out for when you're making an emotional decision rather than a practical one. Also, and we just talked about it, is this house too big for you? Yeah. I mean, just buy the appropriate size house. So let's talk down payment, mm-hmm. right? Let's say somebody came to you, they've got enough to put the 20% down, but you know, we had a lender on last week where you don't, you could buy a house with zero money down now, yeah. right? So how do you make that decision? Do I put down zero? Do I put down five? Do I, you know, what's your thoughts there? The lender would be the best place to start. And, and there's, there's great professionals that help you really make that, that perfect decision. What I generally tell people is start with a mortgage payment you can afford and work backwards. Okay. Because if you, if, even if you have that 20% down payment, do you have an emergency fund? Have you, what if something goes wrong? Do you have credit card debt you might have to pay down? Um, or it also gives you an opportunity to invest for, for the long term if you don't put down that huge down payment. Yeah. There's so many options out there. Maybe you could put down 10% and use the other 10% to invest. You know, if you don't have a life insurance policy, maybe it's time to get one of those. Exactly. Right? You know, exactly. and diversify. Well, that, it's a perfect time to get life insurance because now you have this huge financial uh, burden in your life that you need to protect your family about. Sure. Um, we talked about budgeting and coming up with, with a budget and what your expenses are. So how do you figure out your total budget? Like you buy a house, like the mortgage payment is a piece of what you've now just subscribed to. Yeah, so, so so that's that's where most people, and again, I'm being general, go wrong, is they sit there and go, okay, this is my mortgage payment, this is my tax payment, this is my homeowner's payment, 
I can afford this, right? What they don't take into account, especially people who have lived with their parents or whatever the case is, is they now have an electric bill. They now have a gas bill. They now have cable. The biggest one that people don't take into account is they have to furnish a house. Sure. I mean, think about uh, what does that cost to furnish an entire house? Lawn care. Uh, we talked about taxes. And, and more importantly, and I get into this a lot where, where really everyone should have an emergency fund of three to six months, depending on how secure your job is, um, is repairs to your house. At some point, you're going to have to put a new roof on. It's just like that Murphy's Law thing where yeah. the hot water heater is going to go. Or you're going to need new windows. Or you, your kids are going to break something. Where, where you want to have money to be able to do that. And that's got to be calculated into your into your total budget just to be ready for it. Yeah, yeah. there's so much to plan for. And obviously, we're in the business of, of helping people uh, buy houses, right? But we really want to take the long-term vision here because if, if you're honest with people up front and maybe they, they want to buy and you say, hey, you know what? Maybe you should wait 12 months. That kind of advice is how you create a raving fan versus just a customer. You yeah, know, well, giving them the right advice at the right time. Well, there's a house for everybody, right? It's just making sure that... You don't want to do people harm by just trying to make a, a quick sale, which which is why you guys are great. You don't do that. Right. Um, but some people do. Yeah. They want to make a quick sale, and they know it's not the right house for somebody. And so they just sell it. And it's nice to be able to sit there and go, okay, there's a there's a right house for you in a right neighborhood, and let's make sure we we find that appropriate house so you're, so you're happy long term. We, we call it commission breath in our industry. There's, yeah. There's so many part-timers out there. They'll sell anything to anybody. Right. And uh, just, you know, there's no long-term vision. Um, and you, you, I mean, this is one of the biggest investments that somebody's going to make potentially ever in their life. Um, and it amazes me sometimes that they're using somebody that does, you know, my job on a part-time basis. It's probably the biggest yeah. investment. It's certainly, over time, the biggest, aside from long-term, maybe someone's 401k plan, it's certainly their biggest asset they have. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, to use somebody that does it part time is, is, is ludicrous. But what if the market drops? What do you tell people? Like, do they asking you that question when they come to you? Like, you know, believe it or not, I don't get that. You would think since two thousand eight, two thousand nine, you'd get yeah. that question a lot. I, I, I don't get that. It's almost like people forgot that happened. Yeah. Um, what I tell people is, if you bought a house and. 2002 or 2003 and you own it today yep. really how worse off are you yeah. right so you're buying these houses for the long term so really what happens if you buy a house today what happens next year or the year after if you're planning on being there 10 15 20 30 years it really should be inconsequential to you yeah. you know it's a lot like people's investments where if you have a 30-year time horizon where you're retiring in 30 years what happens next year or the year after yeah. It really shouldn't matter that much. I think also, I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, recession or the or that uh, that term confused with housing crash, right? Yeah. I've, I've read some articles recently where I think it's five out of the last six recessions, the prices didn't actually plummet down. Mm -hmm. Did they slow down? Absolutely. But yeah. normal market appreciation is just a, above a, a inflation, right? Right. So. If it slows down to just under inflation, but they're still going, technically going up, it's just in the rear view mirror, it's it's the 08, 09 scenario, which was absolutely horrendous for everybody. And, and a lot of people lost their shirts, but a lot of people were so overextended. They're you know? way over. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were way overextended. And you look at it and 
if you're not going to sell it, what difference does it make what it's worth? Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully people are making this decision as a long term, like you talked about. And, and by the way, it's like the stock market in the sense where if you're buying a home, it's an opportunity. Sure. When something like that happens. So you can look at it both sides. Yeah. Um, so listen, we got to get to the break. This has been a great uh, first session here. Some unbelievable information. If people have like more questions for you, they want to sit down and actually maybe do a financial plan. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah. So we're right in East Longmeadow, right okay. in the center of town by Walgreens. Um, the best way to get a hold of us is you can call in the numbers 413-525-3210. Again, that's 413-525-3210. Uh, you can go on our website. It's www.horizonimg.com. That's horizon, H-O-R-I-Z-O-N-I-M-G.com. Or you can send us a message on Facebook. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Beautiful. Hey, guys, I'm Steve Ravithis, and you're listening to Your Real Estate Resource. Tune back in for the second half. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homebuyers. 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. We wanna help you find your dream home and help you navigate the home buying process. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we wanna be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we wanna be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back to Your Real Estate Resource. I'm Steve Ravithis with Ravithis Realty. Today we've got Mike Briggs from Horizon Investment Management Group. Thanks so much for being on, Mike. It's great to be here. We uh, covered a lot of kind of uh, stuff that you got to do before you buy a house, right? We're going to hit a couple more of those topics. And then mm -hmm. let's talk maybe about some stuff, financial planning, after I own the house. Perfect. Right? So um, should I take a loan out of my 401k for the down payment? So this is, this is probably the most common question I get when people are thinking about buying a house. And the reason is because up until somebody buys a house, usually the biggest asset they have is their, is their 401k work. 
and they have to come up with a substantial down payment for that. So they often go, hey, Mike, should I take a loan from my 401k? And that is pluses and minuses. Obviously, if it's the only place you can do it, then right. you got to do it. I mean, right. you got to do what you got to do. Um, the first question you would ask is, does your plan at work offer loans? Um, some of them don't. Okay. And when they do, a lot of them, the most you can get out is 50% of your vested balance. So if you have a balance of $20,000 in your 401k, the most you could take out is $10,000. Um, so there's two ways you can do it. There's a loan and then there's a withdrawal. And it's important to understand the differences. Okay. So when you take out a loan in your 401k, the money comes out. You can get, like I said, up to 50% of the, of the vested balance. Uh, the money has to go back in. You have to pay yourself back with interest, um, which you're paying yourself the interest. So it's it, no big deal. It, it's no big deal. It typically has to be back in within five years. Okay. Um, the, the, the scary part about the loan is a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times, the 401k provider or the plan administrator will have you suspend your contributions until that loan is paid back. So if you're paying a loan back for five years, you're also not making contributions to that plan, which means you you really have the potential to lose out on the, on the compounding interest and in, in the investment portion of, of... And the company match, if there's a company match. And the match. company match, right. So you, it's not clear cut that, yes, I should do it. Um, there's a lot of benefits to it. And like I said, if it's the only way you, you can do it, right. get the money, you got to do something. Uh, the withdrawal would be where you just take the money or cash out your 401k, at which point, if you're under 59 and a half, you are subject to a 10% penalty and you would have to pay tax on the money you took out. Okay. Um, so you got to factor that in if you need $10,000. But no penalty on the loan? No penalty on the loan. Okay. So no just if I just want to do the withdrawal, cash out, I'm going to get hit with the penalty. Yep. The other way... Yeah. So now there's something else too is, is a, a little bit of a different rule for an IRA is if you're a first time home buyer, you can take out up to $10,000 from your IRA and not pay that 10% penalty. And the 10% penalty only comes into effect if you're under 59 and a half. Okay. So that, now that's really valuable information about where people can get the money uh, without, without a penalty if they do this, uh, you know, borrowing. Yeah. Yep. So now be careful too, not to take the loan out before you get the mortgage. Okay. Because that can hurt you. Because they still calculate your debt to income ratio. It's still it's still an outstanding loan. Gotcha. Where, where the mortgage company will factor that in. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Um, bunch of different types of mortgages out there. Any recommendations for people? Um, for me, they all come down to obviously your credit score comes into play. Uh, the lenders come into play. Um, for me, what I really talk to people about are, are, are two things, um, fixed or adjustable rate mortgage. Um, the fixed mortgage, I tend to tell people to go with just because where interest rates are now, where they're, they're low and that they're just going to go up. So when you really talk about a budget and planning for the long term, when you go to convert that adjustable rate mortgage, what are you going to be paying? And I guess that it's really a question mark. And you want to think about the down payment, right? So if you can't do that 20% down payment or you don't want to do that 20% down payment, maybe you're eligible for an FHA loan where you can you can lower that upfront cost and take that money and invest it into upgrades in the house or building equity in, in your house. 
And Good. maybe the last thing you think about too is is the the term of the loan, how long it is, whether it's fifteen years or thirty years. Yeah. And obviously, the shorter the term, the less interest you would pay. Yeah. Depends on what what's the long term plan. What are we trying to do? Do we want to put more money into the market? Right. Yeah. Do some investing. Yeah. Versus... And what's what's great is too is if people come in, we have we have a lot of calculators and tools where we can forecast it out for them, and really show them the the differences in it and how this would look compared to that. So you can really make an educated decision. Great. On on which loan you you might want before you go into the process. All right. So now let's figure. I own a house. So somebody's coming to you. They already own the house. Uh, yeah. And I, I gotta believe one of the common questions is taking an equity line out on the property. Mm-hmm. What's your advice there? Uh. Well. First, let's talk about what equity is, because okay. um, maybe people don't understand. They've heard the term equity, don't understand what it is. Sure. So equity is the, the market value of your house minus what you owe on it. Yep. Okay. So that's that's the money that you have where you could take out a, up to typically up to 85% of that money to make home improvements. Um, there's different... There's differences between the home equity loan and the home equity line of credit. Typically, the loan is a fixed rate. Um, although home equity lines of credit often let you lock in a, a rate um, where they give you a lump sum and a specific time to pay it off. Now, a home equity line of credit, I, if it comes down to one of the two of them, I tell people typically decide with the, the home equity line of credit, um, even though it, it may have an adjustable rate because it, it works more like a credit card to where you have a draw period and you can pay it down and you can reuse the money. So a lot of places, home equity lines of credit especially make sense, is if you have equity in your home and you have credit card debt, where you can kind of consolidate that, pay that, get kind of a, get a lower payment, lower payment and, yeah. um, and really get your finances under control. Another place it's great to have and just have it is an emergency fund. You, so many people don't have that rainy day fund where it's yeah. just, if something happens, what do I do? Like my roof leaks, it, it, what do you do? Sure. Um, what about reverse mortgages? I feel like that's been in the in the news a lot, right? Maybe I want to use it for retirement or something. Yeah. Thoughts there? Um, reverse mortgages can be good. They're tricky. Um, th- there's a lot of rules. You have to be over 62. Um, it depends on your life expectancy and what they'll do. It's essentially selling your house to a lender and you get to stay there, right? Um, and, yep. and it's a nice way for some people to be able to supplement their income in retirement, whether they didn't plan properly and they have social security and, and they're just coming up short. Um, it's a nice way to supplement your income. What you got to look out for is when you pass away, that house is going to have to be sold. Yeah. Right. So if your if your plan all along is to pass that house down to your children, or leave it for your family, a home or a, a reverse mortgage may not be appropriate for you. Sure. I've got my house and I've got some rooms available. Yeah. Airbnb. I'm I'm moving in. Right. Talk to me. Good idea. Bad idea. Well, I if you have an extra room, which I, which I suggest that you don't buy a house with an extra room. Sure. Um, you know, people's fantasy are all these people are going to come over. No, no one ever does. Yeah. Um, if you have a friend that's looking for a house, rent it out. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not supplement your income as long as they don't drive you crazy? I mean, I'm not saying have strangers live in there, yeah. but 
Yeah, if you have a room in your basement or you have an extra bedroom, you have someone, absolutely. Like, yeah. Going away for a vacation for a week, you know, now maybe we're talking to a stranger coming to your house. You know, if your valuables are locked up. Don't even lock them up. Yeah. See what happens. That's what you have insurance for. Right. Um, yeah, no. Bring that, them with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Rent it out. Okay. Bring in as much money from that house as you as, can. As you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about paying it off faster? So I, I come into some money or I get a raise, right? Do I want to make some advance payments? No. 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 And I'm saying that generally. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll tell you the, the, the general reason why is, well, interest rates where they are now, they're lower, right around 5% or so. You can do better than that in the in the stock market long term if yeah. you're invested properly you could probably do seven eight percent so why if you can make seven or eight percent with that money why would you pay off five now conversely if interest rates were eight percent mm -hmm. then yeah i'd say if you could pay that off pay it off but yeah. that that depends mostly and some people just don't like debt you know if you're in that boat where you just don't want debt, want to pay it off pay it off i mean a lot of it comes down to just being able to sleep at night Putting your head on the pillow and just feeling comfortable. So we've got time for maybe like one more question. Mm -hmm. um, maybe like biggest mistakes, you know, you get any like, hey, be careful here, be careful there. You want to talk some investing? Moments? So there's two things. I, there's two things if I have time I, I, yeah. I would talk about. So biggest mistake, I've tried to hammer this home for a while, is people, people overextend. And we're very much, and personally, I think social media has a lot to do with it. It is very much uh, keeping up with the Joneses and so-and-so has this and, and they need to do it. And this is where, as a realtor, you come into play to make sure people have realistic expectations and buy an appropriate size house for what they need. Um, the other thing that I would suggest is buying maybe a rental property or a duplex. And the reason is people are just living longer and it's going to get harder and harder to create income for yourself in retirement. So if you have that income property, then that's what's going to really be able to get you through retirement long-term and, and create the income you're going to need. Because for one a lot thing, of people, their investments won't. Yeah. The one thing people should know, if you're going to take that route, <clears throat> make sure you buy that investment property first. Okay, so live in one side of that duplex, yeah, right, because you can buy it maybe with an FHA mortgage or a five percent conventional, so you're only having to come up with three and a half or five percent, um, and then move on your way, buy your primary residence, and now you put down three and a half or five percent again. Whereas if you buy the primary first, you know now you got to come up with twenty percent to buy that investment. So, right. um, listen, this has been unbelievable. We're we're getting up against the break here, yeah, or, or the end. Um, and if people want to get in touch with you, how are they going to do it, Mike? Yeah. 413-525-3210 is our, is our office phone number. Um, again, 413-525-3210. You can send me a message on Facebook at Horizon Investment Management Group, or you can email me at mike at horizonimg.com. Awesome. Guys, if you have any real estate related questions, buy, sell, investing, please don't hesitate to reach out. Steve Ravithis here, Ravithis Realty. You're listening to your real estate resource. Tune in next week.